Blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Welcome to the Riverside Flow Service from the Macarius Church Headquarters with God's servant, Bishop Eddie Addy. At the Riverside, you are watered, revitalized, established, and spurred on into victory. Be strengthened as you listen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Welcome to the place where it all began. Riverside atmosphere service began right here. And today we are back here. Hallelujah. May your life change. And so today we are holding our service right here from the studios of the Macarius Church HQ headquarters. And wherever you are joining us, share the link, call your friends, call your fellow church members, call them, tell them that we are at the riverside and God will do something amazing in your life. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million. Everybody everywhere, close your eyes and pray today as the song came is that there is something called the anointing. Without this anointing, you cannot do very much. But it is by the anointing that you can preach, you can teach, you can heal, you can gather crowds. And God is the originator and the giver of this grace. Pray that the grace like that will come upon your life as you are in this service. Wherever you have joined us, whether you are in Ghana, whether you are in Europe, whether you are in uh, somewhere in Africa, in Nigeria, in La Côte d'Ivoire, in Burkina Faso, wherever you have joined us, the anointing of God can reach you right where you are in your room. So just close your eyes. If you are driving, just take some moment and engage God and pray that God will, you will have an encounter with God tonight. Oh yes, mighty God. Maybe in the crowd, in the in the traffic, don't be frustrated because God can come through to you right in that traffic. You can have an encounter, a supernatural encounter with God tonight. Patande Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to guide us today into your holy word and grant us the supernatural encounter that transforms a man, a man into a man of the anointing. We thank you tonight as we we look into your word that you will open our eyes to behold wondrous things out of your law. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Clap your hands. You may be seated wherever you are. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we are looking at steps to the anointing. Wow. 
I call these basic steps to the anointing. Anybody who desires to be anointed must take these basic steps. There are more advanced ones. Because no matter where you are in the level of anointing, God can give you higher anointings. The Bible says that God did not give him the grace by measure. He was talking about Jesus. That all of us have a measure of grace. A word of wisdom. A word of knowledge. But he is knowledge itself. He has the spirit of knowledge. And he is anointed. Jesus without measure. And so whatever level you are on there can always be a higher level so when you are anointed don't just settle at where you are because there can be greater and greater anointings levels, greater levels if God is using you in the healing ministry there there are higher levels of healing if God is using you in the teaching anointing there are greater and greater levels of the teaching anointing Oh yes, there are people when they teach you know that yes, they are teaching. Yes, and some people too they teach, they try. Yes, and and there are anointings in every level. And some people have the anointing where the anointing has lifted them to the office of that particular gift. So he said he has a teacher's anoint office. He occupies the office of a teacher. Paul said that as an evangelist I magnify my office. So there's an office you can occupy in every calling. And I think that it shows us that there are levels. But these steps are basic. Last week I began to share on the principle of the vessel change. And that it is and it was a very important message. It's actually one of the basic things that must be in place. Because if you seek any anointing, all the anointings you desire, they, they are contained in certain vessels. So you would notice that specific people who are anointed in certain areas, they have um, certain characteristics or they seem to. And it's like anybody in that office seem to fall into that sort of category. And so the vessel is possesses a particular character. Yes. And that is why when God you know, came on Saul and wanted him to be a king, he sent Samuel to anoint him. And he said, the spirit of God will come upon you and you shall be turned, you shall be turned into another man. And he was not turning him into another man as in a, another human being. He was turning him into a type of person who can be a king. Yes. Because not everybody can be a king. In fact, in Daniel 1.4, it says that there are the Hebrew boys, that is Daniel and his colleagues. The Bible says that they were children in whom was no blemish, but well favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science. They were not our students. They, they, they understood science. And then listen to this. So look at this quality that they had. They had and such as had ability in them 
to stand in the king's palace. Yeah. So it's like people who have a certain ability to stand in the king's palace. Not everybody has that ability. There are some people you, you don't know how to, you don't even know how to conduct yourself when you are with big people. In fact, you will not go into their presence. You will run away. <laughs> you will just disappear. You know, as soon as somebody is of a certain status, like a little higher than you, you, you don't want to be with them. You are with the people who are just, you know, yes. That's what you can relate with. And the Bible says that there are people, these people they chose among the children of the Hebrews were people who had the ability, you see, to stand before kings. Yes. Well favored. They were skillful in all learning. And they understood science. Yes. So some of you immediately know that you wouldn't have qualified. <laughs> You wouldn't have qualified because you don't understand science. Are you listening to me? And so, it's important when um, you look at the anointing that what vessel does this anointing go into? What this anointing, what anointing uh, body or person can it fit on? Yes. You want a teacher's anointing, you don't like reading. Don't like reading. You want the gift of the, the, uh, uh, an evangelist. You don't like going out. Don't like traveling. I mean, when we consider our own father, the great evangelist Bishop Dagwood Mills, he's been traveling. These few weeks, I mean, someone said, Hey, I met somebody. He says, Hey, is there something he drinks? That is like, Does he have some type of energy drink? Yes, I met a pastor. And the pastor asked me that, Hey, so where is he now? I said, Oh, he's, 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 he's somewhere. He said, Hey, so, so is there something that he drinks? Like an energy drink that gives him, Yes. Yes. It is the spirit of God that is on him that has granted him the anointing to be an evangelist. Yes. It's somebody who can travel and go to places and live under different conditions. Yes. So if you are, if you are going to carry the anointing of an evangelist, that's when people say, I'm evangelist. So, so soon you see that they have stopped. They don't go, they don't carry it further anymore because it's like I went to Nados. <laughs> the traveling has become a lot. And, and I cannot I cannot be going. And my children are in school. They are now having to do homework and I have to check their homework. And then my wife too is always saying that I mean she's feeling lonely and all that. So they, they just stop. So God has to transform the vessel that you possess. So it can carry the type of anointing that can move from town to town, city to city, village to village. Oh yes. It's in the Bible. And you notice John, the Bible says that he came in the spirit of Elijah. And the Bible says that when you look at John, his dressing, 
in a queer way similar to Elijah's. The, 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 the things they ate similar to Elijah also eating queer things. Ravens were bringing him uh, bread and bringing him worms. I mean, it's like a person who eats worms and bread. It's like, hey! I mean, they were all they all confronted the kings of their day. So you you don't like confronting people. Do you see? There are some of us if there's some issue, you don't like to confront it. Jemonka or leave it. It's not it's a, me, I don't want to go and say anything if somebody will come and insult me. Hey, but if you are carrying the Elijah anointing, you better be ready to face the king of your time. So Elijah faced Ahab and John the Baptist faced Herod. Both of them have similar endings. Elijah, his ministry, in a sense, came to an, an end when he heard the threat of Jezebel and he ran away into a cave to go and hide himself. And he told God that they've killed all his servants or the prophets and he's the only one left. And God said, I have 7,000 you don't know about. And then he said to him that, then he told God that he wants to die. And God said, okay, go and find Elijah Elisha and anoint him to be prophet in your room. So the threat of a woman in a sense ended the prophet Elijah's ministry. Yes. And the jealousy of Herodias, the wife of Herod is what also ended John the Baptist's ministry. Because his daughter danced and he gave her a mighty promise that even to half of his kingdom, he will give her anything that she wants. And the mother said, go and ask for the head of John the Baptist. I mean, there was money in the kingdom. She didn't ask for money. There were houses, lands, chariots, horses, servants. It says only the head of a particular person because their mother, like Jezebel, wanted the life of the prophet because he was coming in the, in the anointing office. Of Elijah. So there are some of us who say, I want the anointing on that man of God. But you don't know the troubles that he has been through that have birthed some of them. The ministries they carry were birthed through sufferings. And you don't want to go through such sufferings. But you want the, the power and the anointing that they carry. So that vessel has to change and has to go through some metamorphosis. Yes, and until you come to that place where you change, if you want a prophetic gift, you must be ready for isolation, loneliness. Yes. You Every day there's something. Have you heard? Do you know? You are always on status. You are always on uh, Facebook. You are always on uh, TikTok, Instagram always want to hear what is the latest news in town, what is somebody saying, what is trending what is trending <laughs> yes the life of prophets are lonely, they are with God they are hearing from God they are trying to know what he's saying they are comparing scripture with scripture, they are trying to follow what the spirit is saying, they don't have time for chit chats and this type of posts on Instagram and distractions in this world. You see. So that vessel that is yearning for a prophetic anointing, you pray, Lord, change my heart. The Bible says that 
God gave Saul another heart. When he turned to go away from Samuel, God gave him another heart and he became another man. So it takes another heart to become another man. It takes another heart to become a prophet. It takes another heart to become a pastor. Yes. Many of us don't have a pastor's heart. So you have the title of a pastor, but you don't have the heart of a pastor. So the anointing that must come on a pastor for him to love people, forgive them, care for them, look after them for many years till they die. You don't have it. You've cut off one person after the other. Everybody, because people are some way. I mean, you yourself, you are some way. Do you see? There are people who come to church. They don't have Bible. They don't come early. They don't. Hey, pastors are, when you see the pastor, almost as if there's no problem. Like every all, all are children of God. Be be fine. Yes, everything will be okay. Yes. Oh yes. They are able to stay with fornicators for years and so before then they change to become proper people. They are able to stay with people who are the brothers, boys who chase girls, disappoint sisters and then one day you see that person, he's standing on stage singing, ministering. It's like, hey, that guy, um, he has troubled many a sister. But you see a pastor, you see the pastor is a shepherd. And he's able a poemen. He's able to care for people. He's able to teach them and feed them until they become proper sheep in the flock. Oh yes. So pray that God will transform you and change your heart. All right. And Paul himself said that he became all things to all men. He had to change himself to become what you know. He wanted to save. He says, to the Jew, I became a Jew so that I can save some. Yes, in 1 Corinthians 9, 19, for though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all. Somebody who is free, he's now made himself servant. All that all that I might gain them all. And unto the Jews, I became as a Jew that I might gain the Jews. So there's an, an anointing that can reach Jews, but you need to be transformed into a Jewish type of person so you can save them. By you, to the Jew, you are a gun. To the Greek, you are a gun. I mean, <laughs> yes, yes. Or to, to, to the Fanti, you are an Ewe man. To the Ashanti, you are Ewe. To the Northerner, you are Ewe. To the Fantis, you are away. To the Enzimas, you are away. Unless you meet an away brother, you can't, you can't function. Oh, yes. You are Fanti. To the Fantis, you are Fanti. To the Ashanti, too, you are Fanti. To the Ghana, you are Fanti. Hey, now, so Fanta. Fanta. You know, because you are so used to your language that it's like you can't change. Yeah. To the brothers, you are a brother. To the sisters, too, you are a brother. Hey. Hmm. So it's like 
for a certain anointing to reach a certain group, you need a transformation. So he said, I became. I became. I was not a Jew. It's like to the Jew that I'm again the Jew. Then to them that are under the law. Hmm? As without, I, as under that, I, I, as under the law, is that to them that are under the law, I became as under the law. Do you see that I might gain them that are under the law? To them that are without law, as without law. So it's like whatever was appropriate for the ministry, I changed myself into that. If if you can't change, you can't do well. If you have phlegmatic tendencies which is very boko which accept it's like wherever God puts me I've accepted so if there are only 5 people you've accepted if there are only 20 members in your church you've accepted but to the, to the, to the, to the group that you need to be choleric about you have to learn how to change into a choleric so that you can win some. You can't just be how you are and, and expect to make impact in this world. You have to learn to change and become something you are not used to. You are not, but you change into that. Yes. If you sleep with every girl you meet. Somebody said, when I was in the world, if I meet a girl and within 24 hours, I have not put her back on the ground. I'm not well. You see, when you, 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 <laughs> you need to be transformed because you are going to be a pastor or a shepherd who will look after ladies, a lot of ladies. Do you understand? You cannot just be feeling free. <laughs> so, yes. To the weak became I as weak that I might gain some. Sometimes when you find people who are weak, it's like to the weak you are strong. To the strong to you are strong. Yes. I don't I don't chill in nonsense. Me, I don't all these people, they should clear off from there. I don't even know what they are doing here. Bishop seems to have time for these people. Me, I don't have time for them. They should go long time. If I was bishop by now, they would have left long time. That's why you are not bishop. Jacob had 12 sons. By the time he was dying, all 12 sons were still his sons. One had gone to sleep with his wife. One has gone to kill people that he had made peace with. I mean, two of them had killed people he had made peace with. I mean, some, uh, they, 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 10 of them sold their brother Joseph into slavery. Oh, I mean. But by the time he was dying, all his 12 sons, come, let me prophesy into your future. Yes. Yes, he may have given judgment to them even in the prophetic world, but they were still his sons. Because all fathers have awkward sons. You have to learn to deal with awkward sons and awkward daughters. If you are going to cut off everybody who is some way, you will be a loner. That's why there are people who don't have anybody in their basenta. Yes. Because the person doesn't bath early. Every day you have to go and stand on him and so on. You don't have such time in pen nonsense like that. You can go to hell. I don't have time for you. Nonsense. Go away from here. Hey, the rest of you, let's go. And 
There are people you can rebuke like that. But you see, if you're a pastor, you have a heart of a pastor, and you to the weak, you learn, you become weak. Oh yes. You learn how to stay, make him bath. Last week too, you are late. This week too, you are late. Then the next time you leave him, but you go and look for him as though he was not late. Yes. But you, since you left him, one month, two months, three months, only now you are, it's like I quarrel with you. Because you are a gun to everybody, you are a gun. You quarrel with everyone. Today, let's uh, give you a few things that I believe will be a blessing for your life and that is step number two servanthood yes all those in the bible we recognize i say these are basic steps who were anointed clearly that we could see many of them were servants yes they were servants joshua was the servant of moses in Joshua 1 1, he says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister. Moses' minister is servant. Minister, it means servant. So he was Moses' minister. When Moses went to the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments from God, he went with Joshua. When they were there, they heard the noise in the camp. He says, ah, this is not the noise of people who have gained the mastery over their enemies. This is the sound of mirth and celebration. Something is wrong in the camp. He was telling Joshua. He was his servant. I'm sure he carried a tablet behind Moses. He was always serving. Elisha, who became um, the prophet after Elijah, he was the servant of Elijah. Yes. In First Kings 19, 19, he says, So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelve. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. Because God had called him to go and anoint Elisha to be prophet in his room. So he put his mantle on Elisha. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother. And then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again for what have I done to thee. It's like I've changed your life. Uh, just go back, just go back. And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and bore their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people and they did it. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him and served him. He ministered. So when Elijah went and he got his mantle and he came to town and they were looking for uh, the kings, three kings were looking for somebody to help them. The Bible says that they, they, they called for Elisha and somebody said in Second Kings 3.11 that here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, which poured water, that's the work of a servant, on Elijah's hands. He poured water on Elijah's hands. 
Today there are people in the church, they don't want to pour water. They just want to be given titles. And they just want to be called evangelists. Prophets. I think prophet is now common. So, uh, prophet. When he, if he's used to say, oh, may the Lord bless you, or may the Lord take you away and say, oh, this is prophet. Then they just give you prophet. This. I see you going to America and come say, prophet. And they don't do much service. You can't get them to arrange chairs. You can't get them to pick up instruments. You can't get them to organize uh, a program. Let's say we are doing a crusade. Come and carry boxes. Come and carry chairs. Come and carry instruments. Come and carry speakers. Come and usher people. You can't get them. No. Yes. Because they feel that it's not their lot. That their lot is to be with the people who are the prayer warriors. Yes, we are the we are the men of God. Where is the microphone? Bring me the mic. Then when they see a crowd, say, hey, this crowd, if I had this crowd and I'm leading prayer, how oh, it would be nice. Yeah. Sit down. They don't like gathering people. The work of gathering people and passing them and bringing, they don't like those hands-on jobs. Yes. Peter, James, and John were servants of Christ. Jesus himself said, Henceforth, I call you not servants. Which means they were servants. When Jesus fed 5,000, who were were the people who distributed the bread? He gave it first to the disciples and the disciples to the people. And who are those who gathered the crumbs after everybody had eaten? The disciples. Same people distributing like ashes and same people. Today, you can't get ladies to help if there's an event, there's something in the church, a conference, an event, so come and help. Come, they will just run away. Wait after service, after the grace. You and you and you come and help to you know clear up, clear up the tables, clean up the place. That's what Jesus did. The, the apostles, whom we call apostles, whom upon whom the Holy Ghost fell, they were first servants. They were not just people who were preaching. Jesus sent them to preach two by two. But when he was, he was to meet the woman of Samaria, he sent them to go and buy food. Twelve men to buy food. Twelve grown-up men. Peter had a wife. He was going to buy food. <laughs> small, small boys who have come to church. When you want to send them, go and buy food and come. Say, ah, am I, do you think, well, every day they are sending us, do, do they think we are small boys? Hey! But what you don't know is that the sending, your going and your coming, you're doing this job and that job are setting you up for a higher anointing. Every man of God I know of a certain caliber, if they tell you how they became who they are or the road, the journey that brought them to where they are. You will hear in their story how they used to serve. They, I remember uh, one uh, Bishop Musa from South Africa, he preached at a Give Thyself Holy. He said, there is no job he has not done in the church before. He said he's been a prayer warrior. He's been a, an usher. Sometimes he's, he's helping with the uh, worship 
Then he will, after worship, he will run down to come and help Ashrin to take money, to take the offerings. After that, he will help to count the money. Do you see? Yes. After that, he will be the last person to leave to ensure that they clear the whole, the whole place is neat, is swept, is nice, everything for the following weeks or the following weekend service. People don't want to serve. They just want to be big. Yes. So step number two is the step of servanthood. Oh yes. My own bishop says that he, uh, and I know it, he has been a drummer before. He has been a, 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 a keyboardist before. He has done everything we can think about. Carrying, I remember when the church began, we didn't have even a lot of people doing many works. Sometimes when we are, he has finished preaching. When we are all going back to the hostel where he lived, where we kept our instruments, everybody is carrying a piece of something. And you see him carrying a conga, one piece of a conga under his armpit and moving about. The preacher is carrying congas. Today when you see him at Libreville, he's at uh, Antananarivo. Do you see? Gathering crowds. Hey, I like the way he gathers crowds. I am praying that one day something on him will rub off on me. Where is your servanthood? I said, where is your servanthood? Where is the congas you are carrying? Where is the microphone stand? Even the, just the microphone stand. Somebody must carry it. Hey! And as you walk around and then you are said, we are the Christians. We are those who carry microphone and sing. We don't carry these type of things. We are the we are the ministers. Today they call musicians minister, minister this, minister this. Hey, more titles though. Minister Nanesi, Minister Abednego, Minister Irene, Minister Rini, Share, Minister Abby. John 15, 15. Henceforth, I call you not servants. For the servant knoweth not what his master or his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. So Jesus was telling the people that you've been servant, but I want you to know that you are now, you've now got into another promotion and you are higher now. You are now servants. You are now servants. If Joshua had to be a servant, I don't see why you don't want to be a servant. If Peter was a servant, I don't know why you don't prize the... Up to today, I can arrange this. It's never beyond me. Even though I'm a bishop now and I'm over 60 years. I can still arrange chess. Yes. Just that I cannot lift heavy weights. I, I cannot allow myself to lift heavy weights. Because where I've reached... My, my, my waist is not that strong. <laughs> yes. Yes. When you hear some kernel, you see that. You come and tell her, Oh, oh, ma, oh, ma. Oh, ma is coming. Oh, ma. 
And that's why I'm teaching. Because there must be, there are many of you who are young. All you see is we are standing on stage, we are ministering. So you long for where we are standing. You long for my microphone. You long for my pulpit. You even want my iPad. And you want my kaftan. But you don't. <laughs> and my face towel. But you don't want to serve. You are always running away from service. You are always running away from anything that will make you do any job in the church. Because what you see is the stage. And you love the stage. Long before I came to the stage, you should have seen me. Doing different, different things. Carrying the, and up to today, there's nothing that's below me. Nothing. I don't see anything. I go to my toilet, the toilet of my own church. I go there. I go and look inside. Yes. And you come, you just want to arrive, and when maybe even they finish worship or praises, there's an usher say, where, where am I sitting today? Now where, where, are you put, where are you putting me? You should have been there ensuring that people are put at places that not you come and be put at a place I was not happy with the ashes at all when I came they made me park very far away very far away I have to walk uh, before I, when I came to put me somewhere to sit uh, you have put me very far at the back I can't even see bishop when he's preaching hey the position of a servant it's a very wonderful one. You don't have a mind of your own. Yeah. There are people who are just simply too big to ever become servants of anyone. They are too conscious of their age and their position and the type of job you do. And that where you go to work, you order people about. It's not now that people are coming to tell you, hey, come move here, go here, go here, take this bag, go to that corner. Hey, Ashes, where are you? Hurry up, move to that side. It's like you are not the type of person who should be giving such orders. You give orders, people don't give you orders. You are a madam. Hey. hey. <laughs> you are the one who gives your house orders, not come to church and you'll be giving orders about that. Go down, don't say, come for this rehearsal. Why are you late for this rehearsal? This and that. I am the one who has been facing people. Nobody faces me. Hallelujah. And you notice that people who are big like Aaron. Aaron was Moses' assistant. But you see, he was not called by God. God called Moses. And Moses said he, he couldn't speak. And he said, God told him that your brother Aaron is very good. He speaks very well. So he's coming to meet you. He'll be very glad when he meets you. So let him be. He'll be your mouthpiece. And then you represent me on earth. When Aaron arrived, I'm sure that he must have seen himself as Moses' co-equal. Oh yes. Because the Bible says that Aaron was three years older than Moses. Yes. Three years. It's like your junior brother says he has been called by God. Your backbone. <laughs> he is now going to give you orders to walk around. So one day when Moses went to marry an Ethiopian wife, the Bible says that he and his sister Miriam, they faced Moses. The only way you can face somebody like 
that Moses is because you see yourself as a co-equal. Don't see yourself as a servant. You see yourself as somebody who is older than the one whom God has called. Or more intelligent. Or more righteous. God forgive you your sins. Now, let's for the few minutes we have look at 13 signs. I'm going to list them for you so you can be blessed. And when you look at the signs, you ask yourself, am I a servant or am I a boss? Ask your neighbor, are you a servant or a boss? If you are home, ask. I don't know who you ask. If your husband is there, are you a servant or a boss? Somebody is saying, as I'm preaching in the, in the church, somebody is saying that, ah, that message is good for my wife because I can't send her again. Please, I'm not talking about your marriage. There are some people in the studio. I, I know they are there. Ah, my, I wish my wife was here to hear this. The servant. Eh? When she was young, I could send her. Now they are, I cannot send her. She has become my madam. It's like, as if she is my madam. Hey! Number one, a servant has a master. A servant has what? So ask yourself, do you have a master? Ask your neighbor, do you have a master? Hmm? <laughs> I didn't say masters. I said, do you have a master? Matthew twenty twenty six. He says, but it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. When you see minister, see servant. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the son of man came, not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. So Jesus is showing us that he himself came to be minister, to, to minister and not to be ministered to. He came to be a servant. He didn't come to be a boss. And if you are, we, we are working together, there must be servants. You must say to yourself that I'm a somebody, yeah, I wish I could get some water to drink. So, oh, I'm getting water for you from here. You, you, you see yourself as co-equal. So if somebody needs water, I'm not the type to go and bring you water. Ah. Did they sell water for that shop inside? Maybe you go buy some. Go and buy water and stop. You, you, you like sending people. <laughs> but you may not know. The Bible says that he, whoever will be great amongst you, whosoever will be chief, the one who will be the ogre, eh? chief is ogre, is that not so? The one who will be the ogre, let him be your servant. Let him be your servant. Are you a servant amongst your colleagues? That's why you are never becoming the chief. But the one who will be the servant, he will be the chief. Oh yes. Oh yes. A son honoreth his father and a servant his master. Every servant has a master. Malachi 1.6 Every servant has a master. There is nothing wrong 
in being a servant amongst your, even your colleagues. Be among everyone you have around you as a servant. If there's a, there's a call, who is there? Don't say he is there. <laughs> hey, respond, respond, respond. Bishop is looking for someone. Bishop is looking for one person. Hurry up, hurry up. Go, 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 go. Because you are not the type who should be sent. When you are in church, you don't look at, is there anything I can do? Is there, is there something they are looking for a servant to do? That's what I would do. Number two, a servant is at the beck and call of his master. He is at the beck and call. That means that any time they call you, you respond. Whether it's whether in the midnight or in the noonday. Yes, beloved, dear, you can call. Whether for a long time or a short time, I will be called. Uh-huh. Oh, beloved. If it's a beloved, whether it's in the morning, whether it's in the noonday, whether it's in the night, whether it's in the evening, whether you'll be calling, you, you, you respond to the call. When you don't want to attend to a particular call and they call and look at the number, hey, I know what he's going to ask. He was asking me about something. I should go and visit somebody. I know that the one he's calling, whether I've gone, I will not pick. If I pick, I have to go. <laughs> if I pick, I have to go. I won't pick. So your chance to be a servant is gone. And what you don't know is that it makes you remain de anointed, non anointed, anointing free. Yes. Vessels that carry anointing were servants. Moses, uh, Joshua was Moses' minister. Elisha was Elijah's minister. All the apostles we know, they all served. They were ashes. They were savages. They served. In the church, you must learn to be a servant. Attending prayer meetings, attending all nights. Yes, going for rehearsal. Somebody says go and you go and come and you come. And who is Abed? Every day, yeah, Abed. Abed, Jamal Abed is calling. He's going, to, he's going to say that we have emergency rehearsal. That Bishop has given a song that we should learn. So he, uh, we are going to have rehearsal. I won't pick a score. If I pick, it means I'll go for the rehearsal. Then you go and add lies to it too and say that, oh, um, network, I, eh, you called me, eh? Oh, okay, eh, I'll check. Uh, what time? What time? What time? When the centurion, hmm, he came to Jesus, he said, I am a man under authority just like. I say to one, go, and he goes to another, come, and he comes. Yeah, most of you who are sitting at home, they can't tell you come and you come, go and you go. And to this servant, do this and he will do it. So, the servants I have, these are the commands they, where I go, come and you go, you go, come and you come. That, you are at the beck and call of your master. That means that if he belches, oh, will come. If he's very happy and he wants malt, 
from the malt that they sell at the factory. Yes. Guinness factory. Yes, fresh one. Go there. It's at a chimota. Go, he will go. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's why people don't become anointed. But most people don't have that mind that you can tell me to go and I'll go, come and I'll come. And then do this and he will do this that he has been told. He will do something different. You are sending me at this time. You are calling me at this time. Look at the time that they are calling me. As for this church, they, they think they own us. Yeah. They want you to go anywhere and then you go. Come and you come. Hmm? Are we children? Every day, somebody sits here. He wants to just control your life. You see, what you don't understand is that an evil spirit is trying to remove your head from the oil that is being poured, that some will fall on your head. An evil spirit is removing you from the group of people who can be anointed. That's what happens. And there are many rebellious pastors who fight against being under someone. You don't want to be under anybody. You are original. God made you original. Be yourself. Be yourself. Don't let anybody control you. You are a free man. Bible says that for in liberty Christ has set us free. Oh. Why are you using scriptures, quoting scriptures? And because you too, you don't know the scriptures. When they quote, you know, say, oh, I didn't know a Bible. It's in the Bible. The man knows Bible, oh. Ah. <laughs> the ah you are saying is is wrong, it's off. <laughs> yeah. That is deep. Number three. Three or four. Three. A servant is one who executes the command of another. A servant is what? Who executes the command of another. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. A servant executes the command of another. There's no servant who has a mind of his own. You see, and when you go and say, they don't say, ah, does it mean that now you are hypnotizing us and turning us into robots? How can we not have a mind of our own? You see, you are you are stretching the arguments beyond a reasonable limit. If you are a servant, the word servant. If you have a house help and he's a servant, do you think that you like the house help to discuss with you when he can be called and when he can't be called? What, when, when, what she wants to do and what she doesn't want to do? Would you like your servant whom you have brought up? Oh, eh. You see, when you are rebellious, you can say, oh yeah, that's for me. Any, and all my house helps, you know, I believe in uh, uh, equality of human rights and equality of men. A house help doesn't mean it's a slave. So I mean sometimes when I call them and they, they are not well, I just say, oh, 
they, they say they cannot. Well, sir, I just do it myself. Really? You are rebellious. That's why you are talking like that. But if your 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 mind is working well, you will say that. No, 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 no. Even take a servant cry is like a worker. Yes. If your master is paying you, you go to work, they pay you. as also servant to the organization. If they tell you come at 8, you can't come at 9. <laughs> but when you are rebellious, you say, oh yeah, but if your servant, when it comes at 9, just 9 o'clock, I mean, you may not know what, what, where he stays and you don't know where the, what the person has been through to come to work. It's your rebellion that is making you talk like that. Anybody in their normal sense will never accept such, such an, an argument when you are normal. Yeah. Because there's no worker. I mean, somebody, you, you go and steal, they say, uh, if you take something that belongs to somebody, what does it mean? You say, well, it depends. <laughs> you go and take something belongs to someone without permission, you take and use and finish it. And they say you have stolen. You say you have not stolen. They say, okay, so if you take something that belongs to someone without his permission and you use it, do you see? What does it mean? You say, it depends. It's your rebellion that is making you give such a response. But a servant eh, executes the command of another. And once that person ceases to execute the command of another, the servanthood is is false. Yes. Hey, my time is finished. Um, number four, a servant cannot be inconvenienced by any job or task. You cannot be inconvenienced. Oh, this is not convenient. The time is not conducive. The time is not convenient. It's a bit too late for me to attend this meeting you are calling me for. It's a bit too late. You know, my, my sleep time is at, uh, normally my, my, you see, some of you are even watching me. You, you look at your time and say, my sleep time is nine o'clock. Normally, normally my bedtime is around nine o'clock. So as you are crossing nine o'clock, I think I better go, I better go to bed. Sorry, pastor. That's why you are not anointed. Oh, but there is an anointing. It makes you do great things in this life. And that anointing is, is it can come upon you if only you can be a servant. So a, a servant cannot be inconvenienced. Timely near convenient. I mean the job is not convenient. A servant does not see himself as equal to his master. Number five. A servant does not see himself equal to his master. He doesn't say things like, we are all classmates, or we are all engineers, or we are all brothers, or we are all, we are all Christians, or you, you, we are all the same. You preach, I preach. You, you, you visit, I visit. You know, you wear glasses, I wear glasses. You lay hands, I lay hands. Philippians 2 verse 6 says, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Alright. So God, Jesus himself who was equal with God, he did not think it robbery. He didn't think it a thing to be grasped. It was not something that he held on to. Yes. Although he was in the form of God. Verse 7 says that, but verse 7 says what? But made himself of no reputation 
and took upon him the form of a servant and was found and, uh, and was made in the likeness of men. God, Jesus, God, Jesus, God, Jesus, is, is, he doesn't count like his, his closeness to God or his oneness with God something that he must hold on to. Yes. I'm equal with God, so I'm, I'm taking my rights. But he made himself lower. So no matter how high you are, the Bible is showing us that you can come down. Oh yes. And when you come down, the way down is the way up in the sight of God. Number six. Number six. A servant carries out the wishes of his master. Exhaust servants to be obedient unto their own masters and to please them well in all things. Not answering back. Titus 2.9 Not answering back. A servant carries out the wishes. Whatever master they want, it be so I go do. Number eight. Number seven. A servant cannot be embarrassed by his job. Cannot be embarrassed by his job. Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Even the death of the cross. A humiliating death like that one you die on the cross. If I told you that when we go out, people are going to catch you, they'll beat you, they'll strip you naked. Hey! Then I'm not going out. Such a shameful they say, I'm not a thief. How, why, why should they beat me? No, 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 no. But the Bible says that Jesus accepted it. Jesus accepted it. So a servant cannot be embarrassed. He didn't feel embarrassed by the cross. So he could go on it. <laughs> Number eight, a servant does menial jobs. He does menial jobs. John 6, 12 says, when they were filled, he said unto them, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. John 6, go to uh, verse 8, verse 8, verse 8, verse 8, verse 8. One of his disciples, Andrew Simon, Peter's brother, said unto him, there is a lad here. He has five valleys and two small fishes. But what is that among so many? Verse 10, he says, And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves. And when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples. And the disciples, to them that were set down, he distributed to the disciples. Who are those who collect food and give to people to eat? Wait, waiters, waiters. These are men, so they are waiters. Waiters. When you go to restaurant, is it not the waiters? Are they not the servants of the restaurant? Yes. And do they have a right to question the people eating that? Why are you, why are you not giving us some? Huh? But I know a presidential candidate in a certain country. He said that, you know, I, I know the sufferings of the masses. And they work in these places, hospitals, they work in schools, and they work in so many places, but how can you work in a hospital that you cannot afford to be sick in? How can you work in a hotel that you cannot afford to sleep in? How can you work in a restaurant and never be able to buy the food? Yes. But that's why I'm saying that. These are rebellious people talking that 
eh, you should see them sitting at the restaurant eating and the people people's children fellow Christians are serving them yes but Jesus sent them we were never told that even they ate some of the food even though they had also been walking as far as the crowd had walked and they were as hungry as the crowd was hungry and yet Jesus didn't say you will sit down you are my apostle sit down I'll serve you first I'll give it to you to, to eat first. After you have eaten, then we can look at the people. What, what you say? So bring the food, bring the food, bring it quickly, bring it quickly. But he said, let the men sit down. 5,000 men? And then Jesus said, collect, go and give to them. Oh, Bishop, uh, Bishop, Bishop Jesus, I'm very hungry. I beg you, I beg, can I eat some before I take? So, go and give. Go and give. Go and give. Go and give. There are people who cannot stand it when they are hungry and they are going to serve somebody. They will hide and go and eat. Why is it I'm at the Macarius court? What are you doing? I'm eating. Why? I'm hungry. (laughs) I'm hungry. I'm, I'm showing you that the elements that eliminate people from the anointing, these are the elements that eliminate people. Yes. These are what eliminates people. Because we've done all this. Sometimes you see visitors have come, give thyself. They say, we don't have chairs. Sit on the chairs. It's okay. The visitors have come there. You can see we are hungry like this. Oh, organize food for the visitors who have come. Go and give them. You yourself, you have no eating. But you see, when you are, your mind is that, how can I serve people when Bible says you should love people as uh, what is the uh, love your neighbor as yourself, not more than yourself. <laughs> Gather up the fragments that remain that nothing be lost. After they have saved the people, now they say gather crumbs. Yes. That nothing be lost. So now you have to now go around. 5,000, not 500, not 50. 5,000. Like you have to go far, like maybe towards school junction. Oh yes, 5,000 people got school junction. You'll be walking to go and gather the things and come. Hey, and then you, you see them talking when they are going to say, hey, now Peter. It is, the people have eaten and then we, they, what are we going to do? Jesus says we should gather the thing. Hurry up and gather and, so, and stop complaining. Hmm. Hey, Charlie, monkey, they work. Baboon, they talk. That's why many people are not anointed. But God wants to bless you with an anointing that will make you a wonder to your world. Yes. Here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, which poured water on Elijah's hands. Prophet Elijah is going to eat. He's washing his hands. Who is the one who has gone to fetch water and is pouring on his hands for him to wash and eat. Ah. But we all went for the crusade and we have all come. Why should I not eat? Hey. So I should pour water on your hand and you alone you eat. 
Hey, there are some masters who how they like this type of this thing. Hey, anyway, here is the water. Collect, 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 collect. As we are pouring, you are insulting. A lot of people have bad thoughts in their heads when they are serving their pastors. Serving their seniors. Associate pastors, assistant pastors, branch pastors. Now look at the disciples. Why would not cloven tongues as of fire fall on, settle on each head? Why wouldn't cloven tongues as of fire settle on every head? For what they have been through. Number nine. A servant promotes his master while he stays down. Yes. John 3.30. John the Baptist was speaking of Jesus. He must increase, but I must decrease. Give me a few verses before that. 27. Let me look at what 27 says. Verse 27. John answered and said, okay, before that, 25 maybe. 25. Then there arose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purifying. Verse 26. And they came unto John and said unto him, Rabbi, he that was with thee beyond Jordan, to whom thou bearest witness, behold, the same baptizeth, and all men come to him. The question they came, they, they said, Oh, everybody is going to the man you baptize in the Jordan. A lot of people are going to his church. His church is growing faster than yours. His crowd is bigger than our own. And what did John say? John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. So what he's experiencing is from heaven. The crowd he has is from heaven. The, the fame he has is from heaven. The elevation he has experienced is from heaven. Then he says, Ye yourselves bear me witness that I said I am not the Christ, but I am sent before him. How can you not say that as a branch pastor? And I say it in my church. I am not the founder of this church. I'm not even to be called founding bishop. Well, founding bishop is a misnomer. Yes. What is a misnomer? It's a wrong naming. Yes. So I won't say that. So I'm showing you. Yeah. It's as if there are three founders or four founders or twelve founders. There's only one founder. Yes. I was sitting in my university room when he came to tell me that God has asked him to start a church. How can I be a co-founder or founding father? I can be a founding member. Because founding members are people who are there at the beginning when the thing start, is starting. That's a member, but not a founding bishop. Like, you are also a bishop of a founding type. You like big, big titles. Yes. And correct that thing everywhere in the world. There's nothing like a founding bishop anywhere. He is the founder. I am. I was not... He came to tell me that God said he should start. And that will I come along. I said, I'll come along. Why not? And when you come along, they call you founding bishop. You are not a founding bishop. You are a founding member. Yeah. Yeah, you are a founding member. People like titles, oh. Yeah. People like posts, oh. Yeah. People like to even elevate you beyond what you are. And John told them that, I told you that the man, he is greater than I am. He's even the shoes of his feet. I'm not worthy to unlatch. Why are you calling me somebody who is equal to this man? Don't, don't, don't put us on the same, in the same car and compare us because we, he is great. He is not his shoes. I am not qualified to unlace his shoes. 
Or his sneakers. If it was today, it would be sneakers. Because we are, we are into sneakers. Don't call me that me and him are the same. I am the one who told you that I am he, uh, he is greater than I am. Yes, I told you already that after me cometh one who is greater than I am. He, his shoes are not worthy to unlace. So don't compare me that his church is bigger than my church. No, 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 no. He that had the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom which standeth here at him rejoiced greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This, my joy therefore, is fulfilled. It's like I am the friend of the bridegroom. When I hear his voice, I'm very happy. I'm glad for the elevation that he has. Then he said in verse 30 that he must increase and I must decrease. That's the seven hearts. That's the seven hearts. The seventh will organize the entire crowd. Do you think that the crowd that gathered at Libreville was the private and personal organization of Bishop Dagwood Mills? Do you think he went to Libreville and went around every church? I'm going to have a crusade. And went through town, radio, did interviews, and went on television. I'm here. I'm an anointed man of God, evangelist. I'm having a crusade and he will announce the pack and then tell them that, look, on this day, please come because I'm, I'm around. And spend about three months gathering, going from play, lobbying and making sure that people come for the crusade. No. There are servants who have determined in their hearts, he must increase, I must decrease. He must have the crowd. I must be in the background. You don't even know them. You don't even know them. You don't even see their faces. They never parade them on the platform to say that, here is the crusade director who organized this powerful crusade. Please clap your for him. And this crusade number two, the, the director number two, his assistant, the two of them are the very powerful people who have brought all these people together. There's nothing like that. This is the director of the Santor Crusade. Please make welcome the anointed crusade director. No, 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 no. But today, if you don't acknowledge people that way, you see that the next time they don't come. That's why there are pastors who will not gather members to come to church to listen to me to preach because they are not the preachers. And when it is my, my, my turn to gather people, you should do it with all your heart. You should do it with all your strength. You should do it as though it's like if my mind is that he must increase, I must decrease. And the grace that is on my life or the anointing that is on my life by the grace of God can fall upon you. Because you are also a servant. Seven does not expect thanks or acknowledgement. Luke 17 10. So likewise when you have done all those things which are commanded you, because you are servant, they command you. Say we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. Why you are firmer there? You have done what is your duty to do. After you are finished, don't expect Oh, we want to welcome Abed Nago. Where is Abed? Where is Abed? Hey, he's the guy who led the worship. Very powerful praises. Hey, the whole place was alight. Ah, clap your feet. Clap for him. Oh, clap for him. Carry him. Carry him. Carry him. Carry him. They go. Carry him. 
Oh, the praise was really nice. Ah, I really enjoyed myself. I've never heard a praise and worship like that, like that before. Wow. Where, where did you train? Where did you train? Were you, were you trained from Tennessee Bible College? <laughs> or Nashville Studios? I'll give you number 10, isn't it? Number 11. A servant does what his master wants in the way his master wants it. 1 Samuel 15, 22. God sent Samuel to Saul and told him that um, and Samuel said, had the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings as in sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. Because he had gone to kill Amalek, but he spared the sheep and he spared the king. Number, tw- number 12. Number 12. A servant ministers to his master of his substance. Yes. A servant ministers his, of his substance to his master. Yes. Look 8, you see the women who follow Jesus in his ministry. Certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene. Out of him went seven devils. And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susan, Susanna, and many others which ministered unto him of their substance. That is honor. A servant honors his master. Yes. And then finally, a servant has a reward. A servant has a reward. Philippians 2.9 Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. A servant has a reward. At the end of time, your servant will be rewarded. Joshua was anointed with the anointing on Moses for having served him for many years. Elisha was anointed with the double portion of Elijah's anointing for having served him for many years. Do you understand? You don't want to serve. You don't want to follow. You just want to enjoy fame and popularity and be called reverend, bishop, uh, minister, minister Esi, Nanesi, Minister, uh, Minister, Pastor, Minister, Reverend, Titles on Kwan Amope. You see, yes. And once they are not giving you a certain recognition, you see that the person withdraws and goes to the back. It's like he doesn't want to do anything about anything anymore. But the servant, mark the servant. At the end of time, you see the reward. The disciples. They followed Jesus as though they were nobodies. But by the time Jesus left, he gave them a blessing. He said, wait, there's an anointing coming on you. The the world will hear you. The world will hear you. One day you'll be, you'll cause commotion in governments and you'll cause commotion in cities. You will turn whole cities upside down. And it came to pass. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were together in one place and the Holy Ghost came on them. It was their reward. It was their reward. For having been servants, now they were walking like little Jesuses in town. 
Because the grace and anointing that was on Jesus had come upon his servants. And they said, Hey, these people are ignorant and unlearned men. How come they have such boldness and confidence? The Bible says they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. May somebody look at you one day and take knowledge of you. And when they see the way you are missing, you have been with this anointed man. They will associate you with the name of somebody that you have saved and somebody you have deferred to. May you never lose your reward. Father, thanks a million for your blessing for everyone that heard this word. I know you earmarked the word for somebody and we have received them. May we therefore receive the blessing and the reward of servanthood in anointings. Anointings of every kind of measure. Let it come upon every hearer here. As we step forward to be servants and to do the will of whom you have called us to. We thank you. Blessed be your holy name. We give you praise. In Jesus name. Amen. My heart has found in you a hope that will abide. We trust you have been refreshed by the word of truth rightly divided by Bishop Eddie Addy from the Macarius Church headquarters. Join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. and on the Riverside Flow service and connect with Bishop Eddie Addy on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and on Sweet Melodies 94.3 FM. God richly bless you. Take